It's Friday, folks, and the end to another week. This is Dave Bauer, Senior Market Analyst for Cargill. And before we start the weekend, I'll offer some market perspective, recap some pork industry and market highlights, and I'll also list some of the things to think about as we prepare for next week. I was in heaven this week. That's Iowa, for those of you that haven't heard me say that. And it's that time of year when the harvesting equipment, if not already rolling in the field, is greased, fueled up, and waiting to get her done. My, oh my, how far things have come since Mr. McCormick had his grain binders of six, seven, and even eight-foot cut widths. My typical flight pattern is to drive from Wisconsin, that's southwest Wisconsin, not east Wisconsin, and over to Ames. As I pass through the gateway city of Dubuque, I have choices. I usually make a circle using the southern route of Highway 30 or 80 and over via 151 down through Cedar Rapids and Iowa City, and then the northern route up 35 and across Highway 20 through Waterloo on the way back. Or if I have extra time, take 18 through Brit and Prairie of the Dogs. That's Prairie Duchesne. Yesterday, the driest part of Iowa that I've seen was in DeWitt as I returned by Highway 30 over to 61 North. Combines and hopper wagons were abuzz in this area as harvested fields were plenty. In the Ames area, though, the yards were still green, so crop moisture levels still a bit high to roll right now, but it's close. I wish all of agriculture, from grains to fruits, from cotton to peas and peanuts, to livestock, and of course, an entirely other category of deer, a safe and bountiful harvest. I'll be traveling out again next week, so I'll be excited to see how much progress is being had and what the yield monitors are telling us. Please be alert for an increase of farm machinery on the roads. Be safe, everyone. So I'll use that segue into the grain markets. And after USDA's report last week, the market has digested those report numbers and has had a slight bounce off recent lows. Now it's time for the combines, yield monitors, and grain dryers to do the work. What is typically heard, though, are all the trouble spots and variations between treated and non-treated crops as black spot and even wind damage are what we hear about. The silent majority that are seeing good yields and good test weights, we don't hear much from them. It's thought we'll be about 8 to 10% harvested by Sunday with one rain event uh, this Friday to then give way to four to five days of clean running, harvesting around the clock. And we don't need to rush harvest either as Gulf ports are still working to get legs and arms moving after hurricane damage has slowed traffic to just 7.6 million bushel of corn shipments last week and just 9.6 million bushel of new corn sales versus the 63 million bushel sales from last year. So I know farmers are anxious to do what they do, but with drying costs elevated as as they are, and the transportation system needing to catch up a bit, maybe taking a step back for a day or two wouldn't be all that bad. China has. They've their own record corn crop to digest, and they've definitely backed away from corn purchases. We even saw 12 million bushel of net bean cancellations this week from China. Funds are still big longs in corn and lightly long beans as global markets are under pressure. They'll likely hold that length until crop yields are better understood. On the hog side, net sales of 25,300 metric tons last week were down 25% versus the prior week, 9% below the four-week average, and 19% below the year-to-date average of 31,400 metric tons. Mexico again led with 8,400 metric tons, or 33% of shipments. China shipped 
14%, Japan 10, and the Dominican Republic took 8%. This is always a slow period for exports, so don't be looking for strong numbers at this time of year. Fundamentally, hog slaughter in the past four weeks has averaged 2.355 million head. That's 3.5% below what USDA estimated out of the June report which was for 2.5 million head and 6% below last year's average of 2.57 and 4.5% below that of 2019. The health challenges with the PERS-144 strain have continued uh, to work against uh, market numbers at this time. The hog market, well, as negotiated cash falls into the low 80s, the CME index average now after three days this week is $95. And based on this price, the next 30 days could see a $30 to $35 per head gain. But this falls to either side of break even from mid-October to mid-November and into a $15 to $20 per head loss through the holidays and year end. But this is not out of the ordinary for this time of year. Risk teams have likely already taken care of last half 2021 and even well into 2022. Slaughter trends in the combination with a strong demand trend will continue to provide underlying support. And while risk teams are being proactive on the marketing side, our nutrition and account teams continue to work with our customers to create the best young pig health today to ensure market hogs can reach optimal weights when marketed, yielding the most profit for your business. At Cargill, we strive to give you the information you need to run a more precise pork system. And if you have questions regarding today's podcast or on the markets in general, reach out to me by clicking on the Ask Dave button on your Feedstuff's Precision Pork Podcast landing page. In times like these, it's best to remember, success is a journey, not a destination. So make sure you're planning your journey today to help ensure tomorrow's success.